You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host, Brady Trantham. And with me, as always, is my partner, Miss Madison Morris. Uh, sitting here in Chesapeake Energy Arena after the Thunder destroy the uh, one of the worst teams in the NBA as of right now um, they beat the Atlanta Hawks 124 to 109 spoiling Trey Young's return to the Oklahoma City Thunder and Madison it was it was the tale of one quarter that pretty much dictated the whole game and right. I, the day after I wrote this big piece on uh, the Thunder's best quarter basically being the third quarter that ended up being the worst quarter the Thunder <laughs> played tonight in terms of their defense but the second quarter is where they just pretty much, I think they had a two-point lead going into the second quarter, and they outscored the Hawks 38-20 to and pushed the lead to a point where the Hawks were just never able to come back. But um, the Thunder, once again, did what they had to do. They beat, beat up on a bad team, and uh, now they go on a three-game road trip. That's true, yeah. So that second quarter was actually pretty exciting. That's kind of when... The peak really came to life. That's when the players were really feeling themselves. They were hitting a bunch of shots. Alex Abrinas was able to knock down some threes. That's been kind of a struggle for him. He went 7 of 11 tonight. He was also 7 of 11 from the field. Um, He had a terrific night, ending with 21 points, and he also had his family here. So that was pretty special for him. Yeah, yeah, I think they've been here since he's recovered from his sickness. Yeah. it got confirmed tonight. Like I, I thought that that was. I think I said on a, an episode ago or whatever. But I walked by him like after leaving the locker room, and he was with a bunch of people. And I thought it was his family because there was a guy that was just as tall as him, looked a little that looked older, looked exactly like him, and it was his dad. And the yes, real it, senior. It, it was senior Abrinas. Senior Abrinas. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, really good, really good game for his family to be here um, to watch, especially after they were probably here to see the uh, really, really, really bad really performance bad uh, the other nights, but. Yeah, uh, the Thunder hit a season-high 18 three-pointers and tie a season-high with 41. And I guess, you know, they're the worst shooting, t- worst three-point shooting team in the NBA, but if they're falling, I guess just keep going. Right, and uh, even Russ was able to hit a couple. He only took four three-point attempts, which is good. Good for Russ. Uh, he knocked down two of them, and he was 8 of 15 from the field, and he was also one rebound away from picking up his 108th triple-double. I think a lot of things were just really going right for the Thunder tonight, and it was mainly in the first half. I kind of tweeted joking that the Thunder didn't have one of those magical halftime talks that I always joke about because (laughs) it seems like what you were um, talking about and what you wrote about, they really do come out of the locker room and they see a lot of success, even if they've been down a little bit in the first half. But, I mean, although that wasn't the case tonight, you know, they really were able to dominate in the second quarter, and that just pretty much sealed that win for them. And good for them especially having guys like Trey Young back who's was supposed to be a pretty efficient shooter but uh well efficient has never really been Trey Young's strong suit even at I mean even at OU I mean the guy's a volume shooter but he's him and John Collins even tonight in a night where I mean Trey was 0 for 3 from the three-point line and he only finished with nine points Mm -hmm. finished with four assists as well but you could really see the blueprint for success for the Hawks because, I mean, Trey, and this is not me, like Brady Trantham, former or OU alum that's mm-hmm. kind of a fanboy for Trey Young, um, even though the last few <laughs> weeks of his Sooner career did not end up the way that we all wanted to see it. But right. um, you could really see just how special of a player he is because he 
time after time would set up um, the offense and generate a wide open corner three. It's just the Hawks stink. Yeah. They're just they're, they just don't have guys. I mean, Kevin Herter had an okay game to start off. Um, uh, I mean, Kent Bazemore is a good player, but he's not long for this world in terms of like the Hawks. I don't know if he's going to be with this team moving forward. But him and John Collins really have a nice little chemistry. But it's just it's so just it's just just destroyed because the Hawks just mm-hmm. overall aren't good but yeah I mean Trey didn't have a good game but it was just a complete mismatch I mean seeing him guard Russell Westbrook you know even all the way up in Cloud City it was very noticeable who who was had the size advantage who had the size <laughs> advantage and there was there was even one play and I think Russ ended up missing this shot in the first quarter but he got down the low block and just did his usual move where he backs you up Gives you a forearm shiver, but Trey damn near got knocked into the mm-hmm. future. <laughs> you know, it, you know it, it's always going to be the thing that Trey's going to have to work on. It's just his physicality and um, just getting used to the NBA. But every rookie has that kind mm-hmm. of like welcome to the NBA moment of like these are these are grown grown ass men. These are grown men, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, Russell had a really good game, efficient. Um, uh, Paul George had another quiet game where he dropped 20 points and no one really wanted to talk to him about it. <laughs> um, Steven Adams had a really good um, game off the glass, didn't do that much. His second game in a row where he scores six points, uh, 13 rebounds. But uh, we need to talk about the actual story for tonight. Do you know what it is? Bring it on. This was a very odd evening and had nothing to do with the basketball game. Oh. <laughs> First of all, the elevators weren't working in the, oh. <laughs> in the arena, so uh, Madison and I had to take quite the adventure to get to the press box before the game even we started. Did. And by the time like I had everything set up, I think the, th- I think the game had been on for about two or three minutes. So <laughs> had all, my computer, my notes, everything out and ready, and then, uh, oh, yeah, basketball's already been played. Oh, yeah, so that happened. That. So that was kind of the uh, precursor precursor to the technical difficulties of the evening don't even get me started on yeah these technical difficulties. and it was oh bless his heart um taboo from the um black eyed peas black eyed peas um big fan was the, by the way yeah was the uh halftime um entertainment tonight the thunder wore their turquoise uh native american inspired jerseys and it was a i guess um taboo is of native american mm-hmm. descent and the Thunder actually, like a week ago, they had a recorded video message of Tab- um, Taboo um, saying how cool it was that the Thunder were honoring Native American culture and heritage with these jerseys. And he was going to come out at halftime and have this really cool performance. And it was a cool p- it was performance. It was cool. Uh, there were Native American dancers. There, um, the, the Thunder Girls. The Thunder Girls were out there. The light. Uh, there was a really cool lighting show. He went up into the crowd and got the crowd um, all amped up. The problem was the sound. My gosh. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I can't explain to you like through podcast. Like you actually, I, I you wish you were, I wish you were all here to see me and see the performance. If you weren't and my jaw on the ground, I, I was laughing so hard to cover up the fact that this was the, one of the most cringeworthy that events that I've ever been associated so with. So true. And you know, God bless the workers at Chesapeake Energy Arena and all the sound crew because, for the most part, it sounds amazing in this arena. Oh, yeah. When it gets loud, it's incredible. You can like it, it's just it's an incredible atmosphere to watch a game. I've been to a few concerts in here and it always sounds amazing. It's just one of those nights where something didn't get plugged in right, or you know, it was just one of those nights and it was just so bad. Like, but to Taboo's credit, like he he still performed. He was a professional about it. Yeah, yeah, he was a professional about it. He didn't let it bother him. But all the way up in the press box, I could hear him, like, talk into his mic with no, you know, the mic yes. had no volume, but I could hear him scream into the mic uh-huh. all the way up, um, up in the press box. And it was just, 
Oh my God, it was so bad. Like, I was pulling my hair out through the entire thing. Guys, I am a huge Black Eyed Peas fan. Uh, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old Madison was just screaming and like fangirling so hard because I knew all of their songs. I had all their albums. It was just that kind of night for me. I was so excited to see Taboo perform. And he sang a couple of Black Eyed Peas songs, which is huge. But uh, yeah. Tonight was not a good night. Yeah, tonight, <laughs> tonight was not a good night for him. And uh, what was that first song that they sang? I think it was Let's Get It Started. Let's Get It Started. That's right. Um, yeah. And someone, and I guess I'll make another Black Eyed Peas terrible pun. Please do someone it. didn't start. I mean, someone just didn't <laughs> someone get, did it not get it at started at all. Yeah, someone failed. Yeah, but. the sound just went completely like out in the middle of it. And it was awkward because people were kind of looking around, very confused what was happening. And he was still performing and dancing down there. The Thunder Girls were still getting after it. There was um, this really loud sonic boom noise, oh, yeah. like multiple times, it, like just screeching loud noises. It was about the worst. Uh, I don't know if, if anybody has ever had the nightmare of where they had to go up on stage and perform or give a speech or something. And you had the nightmare where everything went wrong. Yep. That's what happens. Tonight. That's happened, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really happened to me before. Um, when I was dancing one time, the music just goes out and you just have to keep performing. It sucks. <laughs> but like we said, he handled it like a yeah. true pro. And honestly, guys, we are talking a lot about this performance because there's not much of a story to this game other than the Hawks came into Chesapeake Energy Arena and got beat by the Thunder, who shot really well. <laughs> and, you know, that's God. just that's just part of it, you know? I, I'm not kidding. I was in tears. <laughs> I, I felt so terrible for everybody involved, and I, I was just so embarrassed. And I'm even, like, kind of getting weirdly emotional about it right now <laughs> like i was i was sitting up there with jerry ramsey and i think i think he has video of it so we need to ask him to like put some video out because i every time i kept looking at him he had his phone recording it was I, bad guys. i just walked over to him and just was like i can't watch this anymore it's killing me no i went down lower just because i wanted to like be able to be closer to the performance and i think like i just sat there in like utter shock for the entire performance because i could not believe what was happening and yes, I'm probably being a little dramatic, but <laughs> I was so disappointed. Um, but yeah, you know what? It's all right. Um, at least the sound didn't go out and things didn't go crazy for the rest of the game. Yes. Um, the only thing that really was affected by the sound quality in the arena, I think, was just the Thunder's defense. Because like I said, the Thunder had a <laughs> pretty bad third quarter. At one point, the Hawks bad. were outscoring the Thunder 20 to 10 and they they got it down to I think as close as 10 points mm -hmm. and from there the Thunder just kind of kept the Hawks at bay and extended their lead back to 15 16 points and then just you know that was pretty much it after the second that second quarter run by the Thunder um mm -hmm. yeah it was uh I asked Billy in the post in the post game uh, presser about you know if he noticed anything about how Alex Sabrinas bounced back after that really bad performance shooting-wise. And, and, of course, Billy was really hesitant to say that he had a bad game. He said he played over 20 minutes and was out there doing other stuff. Like, he plays really um, good defense. He's made strides defensively. And then he kind of lumped Patrick Patterson in there, who had, um, I think he was 2 of 4 from three-point line, hit his first shot, his first three-pointer, or, or his first shot since November 12th, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I think so, I read somewhere he was like 0-16 in the past yeah, five games. It seems like the last four or five games you and I have said, yeah, it's his first, it was uh, another bad game after having another a really good month. Game. Another <laughs> bad game. Another bad game. But Billy had a, something interesting to say about um, Patterson, I think, had missed his first two buckets of the game, got fouled, and then walked to the free throw line and knocked both free throws down. And it was just that simple 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that cliche you always hear is you just need to see the ball go through the hoop. And from there, Patterson was about as efficient as um, I think the Thunder really want him to be. He was mm-hmm. two of four. He hit his corner threes. Um, that accelerated or just kind of amped him up on the defensive end. And, yeah, I mean, I think the same thing happened with Abrinas. He sees that first shot fall, and it just it's just Alex Abrinas from the first month of the season once mm-hmm. again. Yeah, and I actually wrote in my notes that this team is kind of a team that their performance is solely – and I don't want to say solely. It's pretty much going to be based on how they start the game individually. If they're able to get a shot to fall, get – a good look on defense, you get uh, like a good assist or like pick up a good rebound, you know, that's gonna really set the tone for the rest of the game for like that guy individually. So I think Alex just coming right out and knocking down a three to start the game, or maybe it was a two, but then he hit a three later on, uh, you know, that just kind of set the pace for him. It was kind of like that rhythm that Billy Donovan talks about. Uh, the guys just, they kind of find a rhythm and then they fall into it and they feel comfortable there. And that's when they're able to see success. And I really think that was, the story here for Alex and Patrick tonight. Yeah, and I mean, this is obviously it's a huge year for Alex Brinus. It's his contract here. Um, the Thunder definitely need him for more reasons, you know, more reasons than just, you know, deciding on whether or not they want to keep him. He'll be a restricted free agent after this year um, if they want to keep him. They just need him to be himself from beyond the arc because they're, they're shooting 30% from three as a team and. Um, before the game, they only have three players shooting 35% or better mm-hmm. that have taken more than 25 threes. I think Deontay Burton is shooting north of 35%, but he's only taken like eight or not eight, ten or eleven threes. I'm not. I'm not sure. He might have taken one tonight. He but, did not. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Abrinas is very important to this team, not just on defense but on offense, mm-hmm. and his his ability to make. You know, strides defensively is going to keep him out on the floor, and especially with the uh, we haven't even got to talk about this. The bad news about Andre Robertson today. Uh, oh man. Uh, MRI. If you haven't heard for whatever reason, an MRI revealed that um, uh, he had an avulsion, avulsion, uh, fracture in his left knee, the knee that um, was injured um, back uh, back in January in Detroit. Um, I guess um, I mean we'd seen him on Monday, and um, I wasn't at practice. I think you were at practice on Tuesday. Um, but we've seen him all week, and he finally started looking like his, um, his old self and what we've been able to see in just these post-practice drills where he's running, cutting. Uh, I, I saw him dunk a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I never got it on video, but I did get him, like, just jumping and hitting a layup. <laughs> it was just one of those things. <laughs> um, but he was dunking, and he mm-hmm. was shooting. He was um, taking jump shots from beyond the arc and actually hitting a, quite a few uh just he looked much different than he did two three months ago where we would see him after practice just take jump shots without jumping mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just a shame i guess after um taking um, la- um taking a, or landing after a jump he told the staff that he felt some discomfort they got an mri found the avulsion fracture and now he's going to be out another six weeks at mm-hmm. least um, which would put him around the year mark of that injury that he sustained um in detroit and that's Coincidentally, the Thunder's next game is in Detroit, and I've said Detroit now four times in the last two <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, that's if if Andre's not going to be back, you know, for more than half the season, then Abrinas's strides on defense are incredibly important. But the Thunder have really proved proved um, proved to me the main thing that I was looking for in the um, back in the offseason was this team needs to learn how to defend without Andre Robertson, mm-hmm. and you don't want to see a guy injured. But 
this time that Andre has been out before this, you know, six week thing was kind of a blessing in disguise because the schedule was soft and it was forcing the, it basically forced the Thunder to have to learn how to defend without him. Mm -hmm. And now, um, yeah, if a is going to hit shots and defend, that's going to be great for the Thunder, but the schedule is about to get a little bit tougher. It is. Yeah. And there were a couple of guys I wanted to point out that, um, had some pretty good, uh, defense tonight. I was watching Russ a couple of times when he was guarding Trey, and he was pretty good on forcing Trey to just stay out of the paint. Like Trey would kind of like take that drive into the paint where he's pretty comfortable, and then Russ would have to force him out. And there were a couple of times that Jeremy and Steven were actually double teaming Trey, which I thought was an interesting, interesting thing. Because and I just said interesting twice in a row, but it was very, very interesting because you know the. That's not exactly the matchup that Trey Young is supposed to get. And there were a couple times, you know, Russ and Jeremy would switch and Jeremy would be on Trey, and that makes more sense. But there were also a couple of times I saw Trey on Nerlens and then Steven. And I'm just kind of like, what is going on down there? So I don't know if that was just more of like a, you know, this is where I need to be at this time. But um, they were able to hold Trey to just single digits, which I thought was pretty impressive just because of how Trey has been doing to kind of start they've played what 23 games now yeah uh, I mean it's it's going to come down to either him or Luka Doncic and I think Doncic is probably going to get the rookie of the year mm-hmm. or not but that's that's no slight to Trey Young I mean Doncic is a rookie but he's played professionally in Europe and he's mm-hmm. he's something that the NBA hasn't seen in terms of a, a, a Euro professional prospect in the, in the last 20 some odd years right. pretty much since Dirk um so Funny how that works. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think Trey just right when we started recording, Trey Young actually tweeted out like time to get to get back right. So he was obviously frustrated. He actually picked up his first technical of his NBA career. That tonight. was interesting. Yeah, um, he got it with about 58 seconds left to go in the first half. Um, went up for a layup. Um, it didn't fall. He fell uh, fell under the rim and basically just yelled at the official all the way up to midcourt, and he finally got called for it. And it was it was weird. Like I'm sure Stephen was probably trash talking him, but probably. It, it, but Stephen has this really great ability to appear as if he's trying to calm somebody down, but he's probably cussing yeah. and, and just trolling them awful. utter to no end because like he's he's right up against Trey who just got called for the tech and is yell and um, is just kind of like whispering something to him, and Trey just like swipes at his arm and pushes him away. But <laughs> it, it, again, I don't want to trash Trey Young. I love I love him. He's a Sooner, but um, it it really looked like a four year old swipe um, like swiping at their dad's arm in terms of like just the size difference. Um, but yeah, it was a bad night for Trey. And if Trey's gonna have a bad night, you're, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a, a a Hawks team that can perform yeah. well. Um, it, it's just. They're a they're a dumpster fire, but they're a dumpster fire on purpose. It's right. this is year one of a three, four, five year long process. Hopefully that they can kind of bounce back back into the uh, upper echelon of the East where they were a few years ago. But that's neither here nor there. This is not the Hawks eighty two podcast. This is the Thunder the OKC <laughs> or whatever we're called whatever the OKC eighty two podcast. Um, but yeah, I guess let's just uh, throw it up to questions. Okay. Um, I guess one more quick thing, Nerlens Noel. Did we mention him? Um, kind of. I asked him in post game actually because him and Dennis had really been struggling on connecting, and I uh, tweeted out I think a couple games ago, just kind of joking that Dennis has officially taken over Raymond's <laughs> role for throwing really bad lobs because Dennis <laughs> has really been struggling with that lately. But they were able to connect twice on that, and Nerlens even said that his chemistry with De- uh, Dennis on the court is extremely strong, and 
in his words, they for show have chemistry. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that, that's kind of another thing that I even tweeted out at the beginning of the game. It was Dennis Schroeder's first I mean, the, the Thunder played in preseason against the Hawks, but mm. it was Schroeder's first game against his old team, and it certainly looked like Schroeder was, had a little bit more pep in his step because, you know, it's his old team, and um, while they didn't necessarily trade Schroeder because of Trey Young, they traded him for a multitude of reasons, but essentially um, Schroeder was going up against his former team and the, the hot shot rookie that they replaced him with, so mm-hmm. it really looked like he was amped up a little bit more than usual, mm-hmm. had a really good first quarter, three for three, um, after that, I think he was uh, like 6 of 12 the rest of the game. Um, finished with 18 points, uh, 8 assists. Nice game, but it was just – it was really hard for one person to have a good game after Alex Abrias because of the deficit. Mm-hmm. It was a 20-point margin, and it was just like, eh, who nah. cares from that point? I mean, there's you're just trolling at that point if you're a shooter. <laughs> but, yeah, Nerland's 6 of 7. Um, his first double-digit scoring output in – I don't know. Like Probably mu- since the game he replaced Steven. Yeah. Steven was hurt. Yeah, I think I think it's his second um, double-digit scoring output. So he had output. like 23 that night. Yeah, um, had three steals, a block, um, seven rebounds. Just really, that's that's the energy that I expected New Orleans Noel when uh, he was initially brought on to the Thunder in the offseason. And he's, you know, he's been dealing with some minor you know, knick-knacking, like a calf contusion, the stitches in his eye, the stitches under his eye, um, sickness from probably from Alex Abrinas, so <laughs> probably a little inconsistent in terms of his health in the last month and a half, so hopefully for the Thunder's sake, that's the type of energy you're going to see from New Orleans. but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, we've gone too long. Let's, let's just go ahead. Let's, and go do, to questions. let's go to questions. Perfect. Let's go to the first one. It's going to come from Alex Golden, which is at Alex Golden NBA on Twitter. What Hello, up, Alex? Alex. Uh, he asked, with yet another injury setback for Andre Robertson, should the Thunder fans throw the towel in on him being the possible defensive player of the year? Whew. Oh. That's a good question. With yet another injury setback for Andre Robertson, should Thunder fans throw the towel in on him being a possible DPOI? I mean, I don't know why anyone would do that. He hasn't played yet. Yeah. Um, I think the joke was he should be the defensive player of the year last year because the Thunder were the – first or second um, best team in the league in net rating defensively mm-hmm. and then as soon as he got hurt they just dropped like a rock yeah it was seriously one guy it holding was like up night and day yeah it was night and day just different I mean the Thunder were on a they were starting to get on a tear um, and this is last season they were starting to get on a tear and play the level of basketball that a lot of people assume that they would play going into the season last mm-hmm. year but they started off eight and twelve and from that moment on I think they were 20 of Winners of 20 of their 22 games mm. in, that, in that stretch. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the joke. But, yeah, he's not going to play enough games to win Defensive Player of the Year no. this year. I mean, I think Paul George is going to be in that category he if he be keeps like a this up. Candidate. I mean, he leads the league in steals, um, gets two, two, um, almost over two a game. Is When he's locked in defensively, I mean, he's. He's he's up there with Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler, so mm-hmm. it, it's just going to come down to if he can sustain it. Last year, he wasn't able to pick up that burden after Robertson's injury, but I think mm-hmm. an off season of knowing you're going to go in and be one of the you know more important def- um, perimeter defenders for a, a team that considers themselves a title contender, I think there's a little bit more onus on him to um, perform at a higher level, and we've seen that so far. It's just going to be a matter of if he can um, sustain it, and mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I don't know if Alex is still salty about Paul um, Paul's exit from the Indiana Pacers, but, um, yeah, I mean, Paul's going to be up there. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, let's go on to the next one, Nick Klassen, at Nick Klassen on Twitter. He asked, when are T. Ferg and Homie back? 
Well, Hamadou Diallo was available to play tonight, but uh, according to Billy, he wasn't able to um, go through a practice, or at least um, he wasn't able to go through contact in practice. So his play was deemed situational. So if there was if somebody got in foul trouble, if there was an injury, if they were basically forced to play him, mm-hmm. they could play him. But it was just one of those situations where um, they weren't. He's he's him. healthy, but we want to basically let him come back a little a little bit slower for process, which I agree with. I uh, agree with that. I mean, th- it's amazing that you know, like a week a week and a, a week ago. He's writhing in pain. Mm-hmm. I think his leg snapped in two. I thought he, gets, he had lost Yeah, he gets something. carted off the court in Oakland uh, against Golden State in a Thunder victory. And it really just sapped the energy out of a big Thunder win to go over the Warriors until it was said that, oh, he's he's fine. It yeah. was just an ankle sprain. Oh, and it's like, what? <laughs> but he never even had, like, a boot or anything. Like, I sprained my ankle my senior year of college. I was in a boot for, our, like, three four weeks mm-hmm. it was ridiculous i was in there for a month man yeah and jerry ramsey uh boss man uh, i don't know why we're giving this any time on the podcast but i guess <laughs> we will um wants wants baby shark to be a thing i'm kind of he, he, he I'm keeps calling it though. he keeps calling homie baby shark and um we did kind of joke about it before the game during our pregame meal <laughs> the reason why he wasn't hurt was because and this isn't going to be funny but it was funny at the time because it was so dumb <laughs> but the reason why he wasn't hurt is because he literally is a baby shark and his body is made up of nothing but cartilage so <laughs> so i guess shout out to hamadou diallo's phys, uh, physical biology so yeah, yay go, Hami. but yeah Hami was okay to play but um, when the Thunder are able to go put him through contact and practice, I think you'll see Hami come back mm-hmm. in his usual rotational minutes unless there's further damage that they're not right. telling us about. But, and there wasn't really any reason for Hami to play tonight. Yeah. I mean, the Thunder never got into kind of a crunch time situation, so it was better just to let him rest and come back stronger. And real, and real quick on Terrence. Terrence, and we kind of found this out after that Warriors game where they were both hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was shocked that Hami, Hami's injury wasn't as bad as initially thought. But after after that was known, it was like, yeah, Terrence Ferguson's ankle sprain was much worse than Homie's. Even <laughs> though even though one looked worse than the other, Terrence's was actually a little bit worse. So Terrence like um, walked himself off the court. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Terrence has been able to return to practice yet. I assume because he was running those rehab drills with Andre Robertson, so he's a little bit further along. But I mean, we're still have, have we even reached the ten day mark from that game, or have we? Oh gosh! I guess we Maybe. have. Yeah. I guess we have. So it's either like today or tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, I mean the Thunder are going to have two days off until their Monday night game against the Pistons, so there there'll be ample opportunity to ask if he's, you know, able to go. And mm-hmm. I'm sure shoot around will probably shoot around Monday morning. We'll find out more on Terrence. For sure. Um, so Cody McChicken on Twitter wants to know if an OU player does the horns up after they score, <laughs> will they still be penalized? <laughs> Great question, Cody uh, McChicken. Or I'll, I'll admit this. I'll bring you guys behind the curtain. I told I told Madison specifically to read every question that we get asked. <laughs> um, sadly, um, if if you if those listening have no no love for college football, I'll really quickly say the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns are playing in the Big Twelve Championship tomorrow. And the Texas Longhorns do the uh, horns up gesture. And OU, when they play them, do the horns down gesture. And apparently um, the horns down gesture is seen as an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty now. So, yes, in theory, um, it will be a penalty. But, of course, it's always up to the refs. It's a judgment call. So we will see. It's become a circus. And I just want the game to be played so we don't have to talk about that crap anymore. But, (laughs) hey, it's funny. But really, uh, one one more thing. During the dance cam 
uh, oh, <laughs> portion great. of the game, I think in the first or the second quarter. It was funny. There was a woman, there was a young woman dancing up in Loud City on camera, and she was clearly a good dancer. Just knew what she was doing, let's just say. This was for $1,000, by the way. Yeah, this was for a $1,000 little dance can, like, during a timeout fun fan thing. So there was a lady dancing that knew what she was doing, let's just say. And then there was an older lady that was just swaying to the left and to the right, but she threw the horns down the whole time, and everybody cheered. And, of course, she won she because, won $1, because <laughs> of it. So it was... <laughs> Yeah. So um, that's how tonight went. So yeah, the uh, the sooner me was a little uh, smiled during that. So, but yeah, it's become a circus. But let's let's just get to the football. Um, but before that, let's finish the basketball podcast for sure. But to wrap up the b- basketball podcast, uh, Zoe on Twitter wants to know why Brady has Carmelo as oh, his cover photo. Still. I didn't even see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, because I, I like that picture. I think it's funny. It's a funny <laughs> picture. If you guys haven't seen our promotional podcast video. <laughs> yeah, that was so that funny. That is so funny to me. I don't know why. Just go watch no, it if you haven't seen no, it. No, like, I, I actually got this screenshot because um, I think Tim Cato, saw, or like, Fred, I think Tim Cato screenshotted that picture from one of Fred Katz's video, from that Fred Katz video that it came from. And said, dude, I want to be as happy as this dude <laughs> on Christmas morning. And I was you look like, very euphoric. Yeah, and I, I like replied to Tim and I was like, well, like Christmas is fun, you know? <laughs> and um, anyway, like, I think Carmelo, Carmelo had said something that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember what he said, but it made me laugh. He was a funny guy. And he also had a funny green hat on, so it just looks funny. And I like the picture, and I like Carmelo Anthony, so yeah, that's why it's on there. I like Carmelo Anthony. I'm, I'm not a Thunder fan, so like, that's not the first time Thunder fans have asked me, like, why <laughs> do you still have a picture of Carmelo Anthony? I'm just like, well, Because I like the picture. Picture's funny. What's wrong with the picture? <laughs> oh, well. I, th- I think we had, I think, I don't know if he added both of us. Let me see. I have one troll friend that asked asked a question go for it I don't patrick have it dobry mind. at p dobry 12 which i should also post his phone number f- so people can just <laughs> trash him uh which is better slims or canes do you know the answer to this question because there um, is a correct answer canes slims sucks i hope i don't get in trouble for saying that and you're looking at me bad i'm sorry did i say the wrong thing i I'll don't eat, like slims i'll eat canes but slims is by far superior S- uh. no they they give you more options for sauces they give you more options for food I don't need and their, more options. Their raspberry iced tea is all I drink is water or beer. <laughs> water, beer, any type of alcohol, sadly. That's why I'm not in the best shape in the world. But <laughs> water, beer, or raspberry iced tea from Slim's. That's all I drink. I just don't <laughs> like Slim's. When they put one in Stillwater, everyone freaked out and got really excited. As and they should. I went one time, never went back again. Yeah, I but, just did not like it. Yeah, but now that you told me there's one in Stillwater, the luster's kind of gone a little bit. <laughs> there is one in Stillwater. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, that wraps it up from this crazy, wacky podcast and this crazy, wacky arena that we call Chesapeake Energy Arena that we It's like love. home now, man. Yeah, We're it's always home. here. Yeah, and uh, hopefully it's not pissing rain when we uh, walk out the door. I think it is, though. Thought about that. So, everybody, I hope you all stay safe. Uh, Madison, any final thoughts? Uh, no final thoughts here. Um, yeah, just good win for the Thunder. Interesting to see Trey Young both cheered and booed in the same night. Um, and that's that. Yay! Yay! I wish <laughs> th- I had more compelling things to the say. The Thunder are fourteen and seven. Um, second or third time they've been, they've doubled up their record. You know, to go over five hundred. 
Um, we'll see if they can continue their winning ways as they go on the road um, for a three-game trip. Detroit Monday, Brooklyn Wednesday, Chicago Friday, and then I think they return back to the peak in Oklahoma City. Bring your um, big coats. After, after that, and I think they play Utah. So, yeah, the schedule's going to get – I mean, Detroit's a good good team. Brooklyn can get hot. Chicago is not good at all. But uh, Utah, even though they're not playing well, it's the first time that these teams will have met since the uh, playoff debacle that was the first round last year for Woo-hoo. the Thunder. Um, so that's going to be fun. But, yeah, um, that'll wrap it up from here. 124-109, uh, of course, wins, 4.7, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, everybody stay sexy.